Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Travis Cronin, Entertainment Director at Us Weekly Magazine, and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. And oh my God, Gwen, I forgot to say hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. So sorry to other you and not include you in the Celebrity Gossip Podcast. Well, we are going to break down all of the hottest celebrity gossip stories of the week, the good, the bad, the ugly, the glamorous, and the just plain wretched. Luckily here, I mean, roller disco queen and former hair model, Gwen Flamberg. Hello, hello. Yes, I wish that I was at the roller disco right now. Alas, work calls. Work calls. And sadly, baby deputy woman is not here with us, <laughs> but she will be back next week. Maybe even pop up halfway through this. You never know with that deputy baby woman. Well, we have lots of news to break down today. I mean, I don't even know where to start. We have new celebrity feuds that I never thought I'd be talking about. A-list couples on the brink of divorce, family tragedies, secret weddings, you know, the usual. We bring it to you every week. But before we get into that, when let us know what story made you go woe this week. Oh my gosh, Travis. Well, you know, I still need my smelling salts because of the Venice Film Festival. It's just <laughs> the fashion on the red carpet is out of control. But nothing on that red carpet made me go woe, quite like our friend Timothée Chalamet. Old Timothy was on the carpet wearing a backless, sparkly red jumpsuit by designer hater Ackerman. You know, he's been speaking out at Venice about how the world seems like it's on the brink of societal collapse. I have to say I agree with him in some ways, but... I certainly felt like collapsing when I saw him in that backless red jumpsuit. It really was something. I mean, I could see you wearing that, Trav. It would be amazing. Uh, uh, and I, certainly, I, so I think that Timothée could join me on the roller disco wearing that number. <laughs> Guys, if you haven't seen the look, you know what to do. Go to usmagazine.com slash stylish and it check out one all, of my favorite looks. Yes, ever. all the looks on the Venice Film Festival red carpet. 
It was amazing, show-stopping. I hated his camo Louis Vuitton look, so that really sort of got him back. It looked like he yes. was like shopping in his little brother's closet, but completely made up for it. Show-stopping, shut it down. Favorite look at the Venice Film Festival, for sure. Where can I get one? And Hayden Ackerman, of course, is who made you know Tilda Swinton sort of genderless in terms of her red carpet style. Hayden Ackerman and Tilda Swinton go hand-in-hand, and Timothy is such a gender bender on carpets that I just love when any you know celebrity does Hayden Ackerman and just does it like that you just got to be pretty it doesn't matter your gender when it comes to the red carpet am I wrong no you are so right <laughs> thanks Gwen well my woe has to do with another famous twink in Hollywood it is Harry Styles now Harry Styles has his residency at Madison Square Garden still so proud of him for that is so cool I haven't I'm going heard of tonight that yeah you're going to Harry's house tonight Amazing. Well, hopefully you can report live that he mentions another, you know, drops another bomb, makes a little jab, takes a piss, as they say in the UK in his speak. Um, But he was at Madison Square Garden last night this week, and he said, oh, hi, everyone. I just had to jump to Venice to spit on Chris Pine. He told the audience. They laughed. Now, if you don't, if you haven't seen the video, then you're listening to the wrong podcast. Get out there. You should. This is the all over the place, but we will let you know at the premiere of Don't Worry Darling, where they should all be very worried. Um, <laughs> Harry Styles came and sat down next to Chris Pine, who was seated next to Olivia Wilde. He was in between them and seemingly spat on his thigh. Now, Chris Pine's rep has released a statement to us telling us that Harry Styles did not spit on his lap, but something went down and it's all the internet can talk about, so it's fun and cheeky that Harry brought this up last night. When he might bring it up again tonight what are you gonna do report live oh for us weekly yes absolutely i can't wait i can't wait for all the love that is on tour i'm really excited to hear everything that he has to say but you know with don't worry darling who needs to see that movie the drama of the press conference so much better than anything that can be on screen it is. And now there's that uh, resurfaced video of Harry talking about the movie with Chris Pine also in Venice with Chris Pine sitting next to him, just like rolling his eyes at everything Harry is saying. And Harry, Harry does sound a little, a little nuevo actory a little bit in what he's saying in Chris Pine's face. It's just clear that they don't like each other. We're hearing rumblings that this has caused tension with uh, Olivia and Harry. Um, so it's really just a mess. And you're right, Gwen. Who needs the movie? When you have this press tour, um, we can also, as weekly, can confirm that uh, Florence Pugh uh, will not be at the New York premiere, which is in a week. So this was just the premiere, guys. This was just the, the premiere at the film festival. So they have a New York one, an LA one, maybe a London. Usually, you know, all the heavy hitters from around the world where people usually go to promote their movies. And when they're at these, they're speaking to a ton of press. So I don't know if they're all going to pull out. I mean, what do you think they should do? What do you think is going to happen with this one? I can't get over it. It's just going to keep giving. You know, in Florence Pugh's defense, she's shooting Dune. So, you know, she's off, Mm. like, doing her thing and she's working. Um, Likely. There there is so much uh, drama behind this, but... 
you know, my favorite moments of the press conference for Get Spitgate. I love that meme, that video of Harry is speaking, you know, he's being a thespian and speaking about like what a movie it is. And Chris Pine is, is just sitting there looking like he wants to like poke his own eyes out. And that's my favorite. It's my favorite moment um, from the film. I, Travis, do you think that Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde's relationship is going to make it through this? What do you think? I absolutely do not, Gwen. Um, just based off of their body language and the way that they're looking at each other, and when a Hollywood couple is confronted with this type of adversity, we've seen from experience that they really only make it through if they present a united front, sort of pretending that they're not dating, not really looking at each other. It just is not what you know a team, a partnership does in these situations. And I feel like we have seen this with other celebrity couples who have um, not been outright about what is going on in their personal life and pretending like it's not going on. And it's never the way to go. Just burying it in the dark just causes tension and resentment between them. So I'm a little worried and I really love them as a couple. I agree. Oh, it's sad. Well, we're gonna, let's bust with the news because our first story is related to this, and it is Olivia Wilde. She is getting cover after cover. God bless her. She deserves it. She is talented, smart, and gorgeous, so give her these covers. But of course, everyone is reading in to all of her interviews because of the drama surrounding this movie. Please worry, darling, as it will now be named for <laughs> the rest of eternity. Oh, there um, is a lot to be worried about, darling. Yeah, there's a lot to be worried about, colon, darling. <laughs> Well, Olivia Wilde is uh, reacting to other rumors <laughs> surrounding her personal life. So sorry, Olivia, that she uh, left Jason Sudeikis for Harry Styles. Now, a big contention of this movie was that Olivia Wilde left her betrothed baby daddy to, you know, gallivant off with Harry Styles. Now, she did a new Vanity Fair cover, and Olivia says... That the complete horse that I left Jason for Harry is completely inaccurate, she said. Our relationship was over long before I met Harry. Like any relationship that ends, it doesn't end overnight. Now, the Olivia Wilde explains that her and Jason Sudeikis had, quote, a very bumpy road before officially dissolving their relationship, quote, towards the beginning of the pandemic. Now, uh, Jason and Olivia were engaged in 2013, a long time ago, took care of their two kids during lockdown, um, but they weren't living together the whole time. It was definitely seeming like something was here. Olivia said, quote, we could be better parents as friends who live in different houses, she says, bashing the, quote, false narratives and drama surrounding their breakup since the news broke in November 2020. Ha, she says, haven't the kids been through enough, she asked. I, I yes, they have. Um, Olivia admitted that she has, quote, uh, been very upfront with Otis and Daisy about the situation involving Harry Styles and their dad. And she says, quote, they understand the concept of making decisions to protect yourself and live an authentic, happy life. They really do. She continued, I evolved a lot from when I was 27 and 35. I found myself as a director and I think found myself as an individual. Sometimes when you evolve, you evolve out of relationships that were based on earlier versions of yourself. Now, she also looks gorgeous in the pictures, but Gwen, I want to know what you think of these quotes. I think that, as I always say, Travis, thou doth protest too much. I think for her to keep, like, just don't even address it. 
Who cares what people think? The fact that she is addressing the timeline is like, just let it go and let people think what they want to think because there is no way for anybody to really know what was going on between the two of them. The bottom line is they have kids. They're not together anymore. Keep it sweet. You know, like make it nice for the kids. I don't know. I don't know. I love Jason Sudeikis, so I want to root for him. I love Harry Styles. I hope he's happy in this relationship if those two to stay together. Um, but I just think that she should stop talking about it. Uh, yeah, well, I wish she doesn't stop talking about it, but I agree for the kids she should. <laughs> but, you know, I get what she's saying, that they were having all these problems. We knew that they were living apart during the pandemic. But it's sort of like... What came first, right? They were having problems. So did was Harry the straw that broke the camel's back? And she met him and she was like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. Because obviously he's Harry Styles. I'm going to leave Jason and stop working on this relationship. Or was their relationship just completely dead? And it, you know, would have gone. I, I mean, I think anyway. that their, their relationship was over. Like I, you know, agree that relationships don't end in a second. It's like there have to be issues to kind of make this the story is already done before the next story begins even though yeah. technically they were together but again it's just kind of like don't air that dirty laundry like who cares yeah. nobody is going to believe what you say nobody was inside your relationship so just let it go stop talking about it yeah stop you know getting attention from it and like have the the, the security to just you know what happened and that's it Right. You don't need for anybody else to really know if you're secure in your new relationship and with your uh, relationship with your kids and with your ex, you know? Yeah, I like that she's talking to her kids about him being upfront because I think about this a lot with Tori Spelling and Dean, that they've been open and yes. they didn't really talk to their kids about their problems and their kids just sort of Googled them and read right. all of the news articles about them. And so I think that Olivia is really smart to talk to her kids about the situation. It seems very adult and very yeah. good. Well, let's move on to some happy news, Gwen. Let's have a relationship that is not crumbling at the foundation. It is Adele. Adele's just doing great. And Rich Paul, could they be secretly married? And why does this involve one of my favorite games? Well, you're about to find out. So Adele's fans were in a frenzy last week over her Instagram post. She showed a series of selfies uh, celebrating her first Emmy win for Outstanding Variety Special, parentheses, pre-recorded for one night only. Adele sent her love to everyone involved, captioning the snapshots, quote, bloody hell, I'm pleased as punch. Trust me to officially have an ego, lol. Um, and thank you so much to the Television Academy. God, she needs a Tony. Give her to her ready. She could get one if she wanted it. Um, I'm so honored to receive this. Big thank you to everyone involved. But that's not what everyone cared about, that she has her, quote, ego, which I've never heard. That's hysterical. Um, but the internet sluice uh, spotted a hint that Adele and Rich Paul could be married. Now, in the background of one photo of her trophy, there is a customized game of Rummy Cube with the label The Pauls. Uh, Adele's <laughs> post was rolling in the deep with comments saying that she is married because she shared the family name. One follower says, quote, she gave us two announcements in this post. I love her energy. Another comment saying, The Pauls, is you married? <laughs> 
I want to know, is they married? And I love Rummy Cube, so I'm glad that they like to play. I completely agree with that. I love Rummy Cube. I love that Adele has a new back tattoo that she just, you know, you could just see it in some Pat pictures. I would love for those guys to be married. I mean, she didn't announce her marriage to Simon Konecki um, either. So, like, it's very possible that they are, in fact, married. And it would make me very happy because Adele is one of those humans that I just want to have all the happiness in the world. I absolutely agree. I, I hope that they're married. and I love that they're playing Rummy Cube. It seems just really, really nice. <laughs> well, um, let's move on to Tom and Giselle. Now, famous sports ball player Tom Brady and his supermodel, gorgeous woman of a wife, Mr. Giselle and Miss Giselle are apparently having some problems. Now, they are in a disagreement about Tom Brady. He said he was going to retire, and then he decided not to. He went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, he decided to play another season in the NFL after deciding to retire. And uh, a source says that this quote has caused a lot of tension between the longtime couple. Now, we hear Giselle Bunchen wasn't thrilled with her husband's decision to end his retirement from professional football earlier this year, and then after only two months, go directly back into professional football. Quote, there's a lot of tension. She was so happy when he announced his retirement, and she wasn't thrilled when he went back on that. They're hitting a rough patch, but now, but I know that they're trying, or at least he's trying, to figure out and make it work. He wants to get through this so things get better. Now, rumors of a rift have been going uh, back and forth for a couple weeks now since he was excused from practicing with the Buccaneers last month to, quote, deal with some personal things, the head coach said at a press conference at the time. Now, Tom Brady spoke about his absence from the team after he eventually returned 11 days later. He said, quote, everyone has different situations they're dealing with, and we all have unique challenges to our lives. I'm 45 years old, man. He ended this. Um, when, what do you think? It really sounds like like very real cause for concern from a wife to her husband who's 45 and playing football. I just think that she wants to kind of live a quieter uh, family life like Giselle. You know, she stopped modeling. She was also someone who was completely on top of her game as a supermodel. And she stopped modeling to kind of live a quieter life, a family life, raise her kids, uh, work on, you know, some other things away from what made her famous. And I think that, you know, she's kind of like, hey, buddy, we agreed on one thing. Now, I love any opportunity for you and I to discuss that time when you taught Tom Brady how to twerk, Trav. Yes, I did Let's teach just Tom say, Brady how to twerk. It's still not good, though. And when he was with Giselle. And I, I think that, you know, they were just like just kids then. They were crazy kids. They were like, I don't think they were even married yet. They were still at the dating stage and they were super lovey-dovey. And I think that um, it's just a dose of reality for them at this point. Their relationship is in a different place. I think Tom Brady is really struggling to stay relevant. I think he's having a bit of a midlife crisis. You know, those reports a few weeks ago when he took a leave of absence from the Buccaneers and there was speculation that it was because he was on the mass Singer. Like, what the heck are you doing, Tom Brady? What are you doing? Yeah. 
Uh, that was really strange. It does sort of seem like he's having a tiny little bit of a midlife crisis here. And Giselle's pissed. And I love that he has to leave his, like, super lucrative career just to sort of calm her down. Because, you know, we've known that she can get a little fiery. So, pull it together, Tom. It's 45. I know very little about sports football. But it seems a little, a little dangerous to be playing, you know, above 40. Five. People don't play above like 25 sometimes. All right. I don't know. That's for a different podcast to decide, not us. Well, when a name we haven't heard in a while, and now we're hearing for really tragic reasons, Megan Hilty, the bombshell herself from the smash hit show, Smash, um, she is speaking out about the death of her family members. Now, this was Super so, sad. oh my God, such a sad um, story. Her sister, her brother-in-law, her niece, and her sister, who was also pregnant, were on a nine-person seaplane that sadly crashed. Uh, Megan Hilty has spoken out about it. She shared a photo on Instagram of her sister, Lauren, her brother-in-law, Ross, her nephew, Remy, expressing her heartache um, after they died. They were right off the coast of Washington State on September 4th. And just so sad that her sister was also pregnant at the time. Megan Hilty said on Sunday afternoon, a small flow plane crashed into the Puget Sound off the coast of Whidbey Island. My beloved sister-in-law, brother-in-law, baby nephew were on that plane. To make this news even more devastating, my sister was eight months pregnant, and we were expecting to welcome baby boy Luca into the world next month. She says, this has been the worst of our lives. There are truly no words to appropriately convey the depth of our grief. Adding the last thing that she wanted to do was acknowledge this painful family tragically publicly, but she felt that she had to. Now, this is so, so sad when a whole family goes like this and just really a tease and peas for Megan Hilty. Unbelievable. Just one more reason why you should not take a private plane. Did mm-hmm. nobody learn from JFK Jr.? I know. It is, it's a rough, super rough tragic. Situation. It is super, super tragic. Well, Gwen, you know, a lot of celebrities have their ass out, but there's one lady who just does it with nobody's business. Tell us about Kim K and her booty on the cover of Interview Mag with those bleached eyebrows, that wig, and wearing a jockstrap. I felt like I was at a gay circuit party. I mean, Travis, could you imagine my shock and awe when I opened the interwebs earlier this week and saw that image? First of all, I thought it was our friend, Miss Fame, on the cover of Interview. I was like, wow, that's big for Miss Fame. <laughs> it does look like Miss Fame, iconic drag queen. Uh, I mean, first of all, like, do you need to have your ass out to be relevant? May I just bring up that one of the most interesting quotes that I found to be, you know, most interesting in the future was when Kim talks about how she credits Kanye for giving her more relevance, especially yeah. in the fashion realm. And then I was kind of like, relevance in the fashion realm, but like, do you have to have your ass out, your giant medically enhanced ass out in a jockstrap? You sell lingerie. Listen, Skims to me, like, is as successful or more successful than Spanx was. You are a great businesswoman in your own right. You sell lingerie. Skims does not sell jockstraps. Why the hell are you on the cover of a magazine with your giant ass out in a jockstrap? And then, and then, you just had your hair bleached for six to 12 hours, but you're still wearing a ratchet wig. And your eyebrows are bleached. Like, it's like, 
in how many ways do you need to go for the shock value? I'm just dismayed. I don't know, Trav. It was disturbing to me. You are disturbed. You are dismayed. I am um, proud that she has found so many different ways to showcase that large bottom that made her famous. And she paid so much money. And a lot of people have taken a lot of attention to detail for. So I'm glad that it's on the cover of a magazine. And, you know, I never thought she'd come out in a jockstrap. So... I was sort of surprised. I didn't love the bleached eyebrows and the bleached hair. She just looked a little crazy. But did I love her ass in a jockstrap? I didn't mind it. It's the Kardashians' <laughs> job. Just like show their butts. It's sort of they're selling sex since the jump. And I, I didn't mind it. But was it the most tasteful magazine cover? No. But did I mind it? No. I minded the eyebrows, not the ass in the jockstrap. But maybe I'm desensitized by it's every, it's kind of like every of the moment trend. Every single one. Yeah. The BBL, the bleached brows, the retro hair, like, come on, choose one. Did you never listen to Coco Chanel who said one accessory and then take another one off? Oh, I think Coco Chanel did say take five pounds off that ass, Kim Kardashian. No, <laughs> exactly. I think she <laughs> But she would. I think Coco Chanel was like, as long as the jock strap is black and white, show your booty on a cover. No, no, that was not not old Gabrielle. No. (laughs) It was not. Well, check out Kim's ass wherever internets are sold because it is quite (laughs) the thing to look at. Well, Gwen, that is all the time we have for the news today. Thank you so much to you, Gwen, and baby deputy, wherever you are, are, are. <laughs> and thank you for helping me spill this piping hot celebrity this week. This is Travis Carter of Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour glitter fashion game your favorite celebrities. Because after all, Gwen, they're oh, just... Oh, gosh, they're just like... Like jockstrap ass. Us. Um, us. 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 Sorry. We'll get that right next week. Thank you guys for listening. We're back with a new episode.